Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to the show. Today I want to share a few a conversation that we had in one of our live trading rooms as we were doing analysis and really talking about flexibility in trading, meaning how to do and how to use our analysis to kind of pinpoint target location specifically. And the conversation came up about discretionary trading versus rules-based trading. Now, for you guys who are new, what discretionary trading often means is it's a style that is the opposite of automated trading. So automated trading, you think fully rules-based, robotical, mechanical, There is, it's black or white, there's no gray area in between. So think about it like using an indicator where you sell if the indicator goes over a certain level or you buy if the indicator goes below a certain level. It's a simple if then think programmable style of binary trading. Discretionary trading is typically looked at as like the wild, wild west. It kind of gets a bad rap, but it's typically looked at as a, a style of trading that focuses more on trader judgment, intuition, basically your skill to observe and analyze the market. And the problem is that a lot of newer traders look at this as being feel, right? We've done a lot of trading coach podcast episodes on intuition, but it's a big problem if you're simply trading off of intuition, simply trading off of feel. Because the thing is, as a newer trader, you don't actually have intuition. You don't actually have feel, right? Because many of you have never worked on your skill. What you have is a gut feeling or what you have is some type of bias that came from somewhere else, whether it's a news outlet or a, an article or a YouTube video or someone on Twitter telling you they, they wanna do this, right? Ask yourself this question. How many times have you seen a, a quote unquote expert talk about, hey, you need to buy Microsoft and then before you know it, you're looking at a chart and all you can see is blindly buying opportunities for Microsoft, right? That's that's your judgment of the chart being formed by an outside bias. It's a negative confirmation bias. Discretionary trading as we teach it at tier one and, and as you know, my philosophy goes is rules-based discretionary trading, meaning it finds that middle ground between, yes, we do want to have the ability to analyze the market, right? Trading is an art and a science. We do want to implement that art side of it where we're allowed to identify different legs and different levels of structure and read candlesticks and, and really, in a sense, use our intuition to best judge market activity. But the thing is, all of that judgment has to be within a rules-based frame. So we can't just do whatever we want. We need to have rules that say, you know, we can only trade this way during this time or this way during this period. Or if I want to enter, I need to see this specific candlestick formation. Or if I want to exit, it needs to be at this specific level, right? It is rules within it. And that's kind of the, the, the cool art and science part of trading. So I hope I didn't give away the, the whole conversation now that I ran it for about three minutes. But I wanted to give you some background because I know that many of you guys are new listening to this podcast. And I, I just want to kind of set you up for the conversation that we had. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, before we get into it, do me a favor. If you haven't done so already, make sure you leave me a rating and a review. I have the numbers. I know how many of you guys listen to this podcast on a regular basis, and I do thank you for that. But if you haven't done so already, take a quick second, leave me a rating and a review. It massively helps the numbers. It massively helps the rating. We're trying to get to the number one ranked trading podcast out there. We're close. We're in the top 10, inching towards the top five, but I need your help to do it. So take a quick second, leave me a rating and a review, and I hope you enjoy our conversation on rules-based 
discretionary trading. Brennan says, that sounds like discretionary trading, not rules-based. Am I wrong? Yeah, um, it is rules-based. Yeah, how, how is it not? What, what part? I, sh I, sh I should ask, what part are you referring to first, I should say? What part doesn't sound rules-based? And by the way, this, this is all discretionary trading, right? You can, you can be a discretionary trader and rules-based, right? We are discretionary traders if you're using price action, right? Because think think of think of stuff like think of stuff like an impulse leg, right? Do we have a rule that technically defines an impulse leg? Do we have a rule that technically defines a pullback, an outside return? We don't, right? I don't, I don't think anyone here does. I don't think anyone here has a rules-based way of saying this is an impulse leg or this is not an impulse leg, or this is a pullback or this is not a pullback, right? So it's it's all discretionary. So even rules based trading is discretionary trading. Now, it's to a degree, right? You're not fully discretionary where you're like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I, I feel it. I just do it. Right. No, there, there are still rules for what type of trades you can take. What do you need to take those trades? Where do, you know, even target taking is discretionary. Right. So if you're if you're if your rules for target taking say, hey, I want to identify the area where price is likely to run into trouble next. Is that rules based? Because how do, how do we define running into trouble? How do we define identifying the place where price is likely to go to next? It's not always the same, is it? Now, it could be, right? You can have a trade like, a, like advanced patterns are easy because advanced patterns targets always at 3D2, always at 618, right? If you're a, a, Fibon, if you're a, um, a trend continuation trader like in the Euro Yen case, Maybe your rules for targets are always at the 127, right? Always at an AB equals CD. But what if Adam's trading a continuation trade and his rules for taking targets are, hey, I take targets at the level I predict price to go to next. Well, there's discretion in that because it might be at a 127, but it might be also at a major level of structure. Or it might be at an AB equals CD that lines up with a 1618. Right. It's going to be different based on his analysis. So what Adam is doing is he's using his analysis just as he did to enter the trade. Right. He's using his analysis to best predict where he thinks price is likely to go next. And in his analysis, he's using different tools, whether it's structure, whether it's a indicator, perhaps, um, whether it's um, Fibonacci, whether it's AB equals CD, whether it's volume. Right. So volume is a tool that is used, but it, but it is all discretionary unless you have very mechanical rules. Again, the closest the closest would be like. Pattern trading. Now, again, there's discretion in identifying patterns, obviously, because, again, there's that impulse like question and none of us have a, a clear rules based definition for an impulse leg or a pullback. But as far as the target taking goes, right. Fibonacci retracement from A leg to D leg, always at 382, always at 618. That'll be completely rules based that way. Does that make sense, uh, Brandon? So we are, we are discretionary traders, guys. Don't get that wrong. Now, we're not reckless discretionary traders. We're not discretionary traders. He says kind of, okay, let's, let's continue this because I want to, I want to, I want to, what, what part doesn't make sense? So I'll, I'll give you an example of 100% rules based, no discretion. Um, Greg's RSI strategy, where it's mechanical, where it's if RSI passes 40 line, then look for retracement. If we pass previous RSI high, buy, 
if we hit 80 sell, right? And Greg's RSI strategy has nothing to do with the price chart. It is all strictly off of an indicator giving a specific signal. But anything we're doing on a price chart is going to involve discretion because it is our eyes analyzing the price chart. Now, again, it's rules-based discretion. We're not going on a chart and being like, man, that looks good. This level feels good, right? We can define why we're, we can define why we're trading it. I'm trading this because price action made a new structure high, gave me a pullback. On the pullback, RSI went oversold. Then I got a higher high, higher close, put targets at next level of structure, adjusted targets by volume spike. Right? We can explain exactly what we're doing. In pure discretionary trading, you probably can't do that. You're just like, well, you know, it looked like it was going to go up, Akil. So there's a difference. It's not, it's not one or the other, I guess you can say. It's not, you know, we, we got to look at things. It's not black. It's not black or white. There are, are different shades of gray. There is the, the white side of like all discretion. There is the black side of all rules base. And then in between there, there is that fading from white to gray to darker gray, <clears throat> excuse me, to black. So there is, a, there is a scale there where you can be fully rules-based, mechanical. Those are stuff that you can automate and program, right? If, you, if it's not 100% rules-based, you can't automate it. You can't program it. There is purely pure 100% discretionary, which I don't personally think is a great idea. Because I think you do need rules, you need structure to operate. If not, you're gonna like there's no consistency in what you're doing at all. And then there's rules-based discretionary trading, where you allow yourself the ability to analyze a price chart, but you have to follow a set of rules in order to involve yourself in a trade. You can't just do whatever you want. It's it's governed by rules. So imagine a, if rules were like a, a fence. Rules are a fence and like my, I have a fence outside of my yard. And what we'll do is we'll let the kids go outside and be like, kids, you can, you can play outside, just stay in the fenced area. So they can do whatever the hell they want within that yard, right? They have the ability to climb on trees and kick balls and you know, whatever, throw frisbees, fly kites, but they can't step out of that fence. Kind of like Silo, right? I'm watching Silo on Apple TV. Don't ask to go outside. <laughs> so if you have any questions about that, leave me a message. You know I'm accessible. Something I've been doing lately is taking your messages and putting them into kind of these short videos, the, the things that I share on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you follow me on those social media outlets at AkilStokesRTM. As always, be aware of the scams. Lots of scammy people out there. So if anyone ever asks you for money or claims that they manage money or if they even mention crypto, it is not me, but always do your due diligence and try to spark a conversation with them first. And if you're listening to the podcast for long enough, you know how I converse, you know how I talk, you know what I stand for. Look for any type of red flags that seem like, hey, this doesn't seem like something Akil would say. And if you do, find a real me at RTM. shoot me a screenshot, that way I can share and, and hopefully stop others from getting scammed or taken advantage of. So, Thank you as always for listening and I'll see you guys next episode of the Trading Coach Podcast.